here, but intentionally in communication. The Lord is here. Jesus, we love you. We need you this morning. We're not interested in just going through the motions to say we came to church and that we had a service and we fulfilled the task. But Lord, we need you. We need your word. We need the ministry of your spirit. We need that which comes from you and you alone, God. We don't need the wisdom of men. God forbid. We need wisdom that's from above. I pray, dear God, today, not for eloquence of speech or enticing words of man's wisdom, but I pray the power and the demonstration of the Holy Ghost. I pray your word speaking with us, Father. We need to hear from you. You know our frame, God. You know each and every individual sitting in this room here today. You know us by name. You've numbered the hairs upon our head. You know our coming and our going. You know everything there is to know about us. You know more about us than we know about ourselves, God. We need to hear from you. We need to hear from you. You know where we are. You know the things we face. You know the circumstances of life. You know the end from the beginning because you are Alpha and Omega. I pray today, Lord Jesus, speak with us. I pray, Holy God, minister to us. We humble ourselves before you today in prayer, seeking your face. We humble ourselves before you today, desiring that which comes from you. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. I have a question for you. Now, don't answer too quick. It's not a trick question, okay? It's a real question. Don't answer too quick, but don't overthink it either. Here's the question. Is Jesus alive? Have you answered it? Have you, have you got the answer in your... Some of you are like, oh my goodness, we're in trouble. The preacher's asking us if Jesus is alive. You got to answer it for yourself. You have to answer it for yourself. Now, so you had, I gave you a few seconds to think about it. So I want you all to answer at the same time your own answer Is Jesus alive? Sounds like the majority of you say yes. I was trying to discern, but we already talked about in noise. You can't always hear every little thing. I don't know if some of you said no, or I don't know if some of you said I'm not sure. I don't. My answer is a resounding yes. Undoubtedly, unequivocally, beyond any doubt in my mind, heart, soul, or spirit. He lives. He lives. He lives. So now if you say yes... I have another question for you. Again, not a trick question, but I want you to ponder before you just answer. But it's a question that you have to answer. See, the question I ask you already is one that all of us will have to answer. We all have to first determine, is he alive? 
Hebrews 11 and 6 tells us, He that cometh to God must first believe that He is. So you can't even come to Him if you don't believe that He is. You say, man, I, you hear somebody say, man, I can't find God. I'm trying to find... Well, you start with belief. I must believe that He is. Amen? I believe He is. But not only do I believe He is, I believe He is alive. What good is it to pursue a God that's dead? So I believe He is alive. But now that I believe He's alive, here comes the question that becomes a little more difficult. Maybe. Maybe not. How do you know He is alive? How do you know? Most of you, I, I didn't go one by one. I guess we could, but I won't. Most of you said, yes, I believe he's alive. Thank God. We're in the right room together. But now you have to answer the other question. How do you know he's alive? See, there must come a difference. Because that, that second question is quite different than the first. The first says, do you believe? He's alive. The second one says, how do you know? There's a difference between believing something and knowing something. I know he's alive. Do you know he's alive? How do you know he's alive? Word and testimony. Okay. Some of you never have, have never answered this question for yourself. But you have to answer this question for yourself. I have to answer this question for myself. How do I know he's alive? We used to sing a song at Easter, I think. All right, my wife's over here. Do you want to sing it for me? No, okay. <laughs> we used to sing a song at Easter, right? He lives, he lives. It seemed like we always sang it in this very solemn, hymnal-type way. I don't know why. It wasn't necessarily my favorite song. It's a great song, but I wasn't so much with all those. Dun, 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 dun. But that, that's how that song seemed to be, right? And it, the words of the song are very beautiful and very much the gospel. He lives, he lives. Christ Jesus lives today. Is that how it is? He walks with me, he talks with me. Along life's narrow way. Anybody ever heard that? He lives, he lives. That's how we always sing it. Christ Jesus lives today. You ask me how I know he lives. How do we know? He lives within my heart. That's how the song went. The last part goes sort of high, and I can't sing that high. I can't even sing low. Some people are like, you should sing really low when you sing. <laughs> we say, I know he lives because he lives within my, you ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. Now, that's a beautiful song. That's a beautiful thought. And it can be and should be true. It's. It's, it's designed by God to be true. He, he desires to live within every one of you. This is why Jesus told 
The disciples, when you look for the kingdom of God, don't say low here or low there, for the kingdom of God is not here or there. The kingdom of God is within you. Well, the way the kingdom of God is within you is if the king lives inside of you and rules and reigns in mine and your life. And so the primary way that we know he lives is because he lives within us. I know this isn't like deeply revelatory, but you need to, we need to come to grips with this truth. Otherwise, it's just religious routine. And we're just religious people going through motions. Do I believe he lives? Absolutely. How do I know he lives? He lives within me. If he lives in you, you should know he lives in you. You should know it. Your life should bear witness. He lives in me. I have life. I, I can't remember who it was. I'm trying to remember. Maybe it was with Sterling. I'm not going to put him on the spot, but he was, he made a statement. I think it was him. We were doing Bible study or something and he made a statement. He's like, man, you're so like, I have so much energy or something like that. Some, I can't remember the exact word, but something like that, like energy, alive, whatever. I'm like, man, that's, it's, that's not me. I, I think sometimes I'm, I'm not old, but I'm not as young as I used to be. Sometimes I see people that are 52 and they seem old to me. Some of you are like, well, you seem old too. I hate to break it to you, but sorry. But I don't, I don't know what 52 is supposed to feel like. I, I feel young. In my heart, in my spirit, I have a vibrancy. That's not because I'm a fitness guru and I eat right all the time because I'm none of those things. It's because he lives in me. The Apostle Paul said it this way in Galatians 2 and 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's life. The life I'm living, it's no longer me living. It's Christ in me. Christ living in me. How do you know he lives? This is a question we have to answer for ourselves every day. Do I believe he lives? How do I know he lives? Jesus said in John 11, I am the resurrection, and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. He wasn't just talking about getting ready to raise Lazarus from the dead. He was talking about the very principle and the fact that you and I, left to ourselves, will die in our sins. This is why he said in John 8, except you believe that I am, you will die in your sins. But if I believe that he is, he that cometh to God must first believe that he is, Hebrews 11 and 6. And I believe that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I'll diligently seek him. I'll repent of the life I was living before him. Now that I've come to know him, I'll get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins. And then I'll receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's what the Bible says, Acts 2, 38. And it happened to them in Acts 8, 
Acts 10 and Acts 19. They believed. They believed that Jesus was the I am God. And their belief led them to take action. And he came and dwelt in them when they received the baptism of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. The very Spirit of God came and dwelt in them. Not a third person in a Godhead. The one true living God, His Spirit came and lived inside of them. And He lives in me. I have one more question. I may have more than that, but I definitely have one more. So you believe He lives. You say you know he lives because he lives in you. Or maybe you say you know he lives because you see evidence in, Brother Jerry said, his word and his test, my testimony, what God's done in my life. I know the things that have happened in me. I don't know yet that he's fully living in me, but I know that he lives because I've seen the evidence of his work in my life, around my life, through my life. Right? But it is, hear me, every soul in this room, it is the desire of God to live in you. Not to just do for you. Not to just bless you, help you, deliver you, strengthen you, encourage you, give you peace. It is His desire to live in you. This is the desire of God. It's not just that you know who He is. It's not that you believe that he is. It's not just that you believe and declare he's alive. It is the desire of God. The Lord Jesus Christ desires to live in you. The emphasis is on him living in you. So here's the hard question. How does the world no, he lives in you. Because that really is the question that it all comes down to. How does the world know that Jesus lives in you? How will the world come to know he lives? I'll tell you how they'll come to know he lives. Because he lives in you. Acts chapter 4 and verse 33, I believe it is. It's really close there. There you go. And with great power. And with great power gave the apostles witness. What did they give witness of? The resurrection of the Lord Jesus. What's the resurrection? That's when he came to life again. He had been crucified, buried, and he rose again. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Their life gave witness that he was alive. That doesn't, you've heard me say this before, but it bears repeating. That doesn't just mean they went around saying, he's alive, he's alive, he's alive. Jesus is alive. I'm telling you, Jesus is alive. Oh, by the way, do you know Jesus is alive? This is how you know, because I'm telling you. No, no, no. Their lives gave witness. Something in their daily living, 
something in their daily conversation. And dare I say that's incorrect. Not something, someone. Someone in their daily living. Someone in their daily conversation. Someone in their daily actions gave witness. He's alive. And so they didn't look and see Brother Lewis or Brother Martin or Sister Yesenia. They looked and they saw something different about you. I don't know what it is when I get in your company and I begin to talk with you. I feel, I'll never forget one day I was sitting, uh, being very spiritual. I was having lunch with a coworker, and uh, we were, had computer on the table and sitting there down at Second Street Grill. Computer on the table, talking through things. And I began to say some things. I didn't quote scriptures. I was simply sharing some things about our motive. Now, you may have heard me talk about our motive from scripture. If you've been around me any length of time at all, you heard me talk about motive. I was talking with some men this morning about motive. Motive's our heart. But we're talking about this in terms of business and our motive. And in just a few minutes, the person sitting across the table from me, sitting there at the restaurant says, Joel, you're doing that thing again. And I said, what thing is that? And they said, you're doing that thing that when you start talking, it makes me cry. Whatever you're doing, stop doing that thing. What was that? I was just, I was just relaying something that was in my spirit about motive, but it really wasn't I. It was him. It was his spirit conveying something. And it connected with the individual. Your life gives witness. It should give witness. It's not enough to believe he's alive. It's not enough to say he lives in me. Your life must bear witness that he's alive. My communication with people should give witness to his resurrection. He lives. He lives. He lives. Many of you have heard me share the story. I'll do the abbreviated version. But I was in a nine month. A uh, leadership college course that I was required to take. And uh, it's all the college I've ever done in my life, that nine-month course. And I got college credit for it. It's pretty funny. And so uh, I went through this nine-month leadership course. And then at the end, there were like 15 of us in this class. And uh, uh, 13 of us. At the end of the class, after the nine months, we all had to give a 15-minute, what they call the capstone presentation of what we got out of that nine months of leadership training. And so we all did that in one day. So 13 of us given 15-minute deals. And the whole class said, Joel's going last because nobody wants to follow him. They were like, I'm like, well, whatever. So just because they knew sometimes I spoke publicly, so they didn't want to. I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, that's fine. And I, in hindsight, I look back and realize God ordered that. And so, but it was a room of about 50 people. The, the 13 of us that had been in the class and then we all had a mentor assigned to us that we met with month after month for those nine months. And these mentors are VPs and executives in an organization that I work for. And so after nine months, we come together. We're doing our little 15-minute deal. And man, I got nothing. I, people are telling me about the PowerPoints they're putting together and they're all the how you come. I said, oh, you know, I'm working on this. So I'm going back through my notes, trying to get stuff together. But every time I would go back to do something, the Lord would drop a scripture in my mind. And you ever tell God what he doesn't know? No. Yeah. I, I, let me explain that. I'm praying. I'm dealing with the Lord. I'm like, Lord, I'm not preaching a message. I'm not here. I'm not here ministering some sermon. I'm not trying to deliver something from your word. I, you know, I'm trying to, Lord, I'm supposed to give a, a thing about this nine months of leadership. God was silent. 
which for me, what I've learned when I'm in communion with God like that, and then he's silent, obviously it means he's done talking. What it meant to me is I'm done discussing this with you. I've said what I've said. Now it's in your court. But so there I am trying to prepare for this, and he just keeps dropping this scripture. And I'm, I'm not going to stand up there and go, okay, if you have a Bible on your phone, would you go here? And we're going to talk about this leadership principle from the word of God. Right? I'm not going to do that. People would shut me down and I might lose my job, right? You say, well, if you lose your job for Jesus, absolutely. But we need wisdom from above because we don't want our testimony to not be received because we didn't use godly wisdom when we gave it. Okay, so there I am on that day. Finally, I, I relented, submitted. Okay, Lord. So I wrote the scripture across the top of my notepad. And then I had one quote that the teacher in the class had used. So I had two lines. And then I had another note to remind myself of a story that had taken place during those nine months from that class. Man, people going up, they got these beautiful. And wouldn't you know, the guy that I followed, the next to the last guy, He's the VP of analytics and insight. That means lots of technological stuff. Man, he gets up there. Gee, he gets up there. He's got this PowerPoint, and it's got this beautiful snowy mountain on it. Right? It looks like a mountain you'd climb, and it's a beautiful picture and rugged edges. And so he starts at the bottom, and this little thing lights up on his PowerPoint. Right? And he talks about climbing the mountain. He does his little clicker click, and he's talking, and this little line goes up the mountain a little ways and he brings out another point on the climb up the mountain and I'm sitting over there going I got three lines I scribbled on my notepad okay God it keeps going right all these different ones have done powerpoints some of them even had little videos incorporated into their 15 minutes of talking they pop up and I'm thinking man I got three notes written down on the pad over here See, your life is supposed to give testimony to the fact that he lives, not that you live. I'm talking about the world knowing he lives, because this is the question we have to answer. It's great that we believe he lives. It's even greater that we know he lives in us. But the end of the equation must be, it must be that the world knows he lives. And it's not enough to just tell them. Our lives must give witness. So here I am, I come up with my little notepad. I'm still trying to figure out how to start with this scripture in 1 Corinthians here. And so this is what I said. See, I was learning as the other people were presenting. You ever do that? You ever have to say something after other people? And you're like, oh, that was good. Maybe I'll use that. That's what happened to me. The Lord gave me inspiration in the moment. I got up there, Brother Lewis, and I said, I want to start with a quote. We've heard some great quotes from others today. I want to start with a quote from a first century author. I wasn't being witty. The Lord gave me wisdom in that moment. Didn't nobody know I was talking about the Apostle Paul, but I did. 
He wrote half the New Testament. He was a first century author. Yeah. See, we need the wisdom of the Lord. The Lord to give us wisdom so that our good isn't even spoken of, but so that we can give witness that he lives. So I said, I want to start with a quote from a first century author. And I quoted the Apostle Paul right there in corporate headquarters at the credit union with 50 people or so, VPs and executives. And I thought if they only knew. And I said, this first century author made this statement. I have become all things to all men that I by some means might save some. I said, the only thing I did is I, I slightly changed the word. I said, he said, I become all things to all men that I by some means might have influence with some. Which his influence was to save them. Because only God can save, right? And so I shared that. And so I began to talk about leadership from that position of having influence with people. And I'm telling you. It felt like, some of you will understand this, some of you may not. I felt the anointing of the Spirit of God standing there in a corporate headquarters at a credit union. Lucky for them, I knew I only had 15 minutes. <laughs> and I'm telling you, there was a flow for 15 minutes from the moment I shared that quote my heart, God had put something in my heart. I was wrestling with him because I was worried about what will men think about me. And he said, stop worrying about what people think about you. They need to know I'm alive and your life needs to give witness. Again, it's the Apostle Paul. I know quoted it before, but I'm going to say it again. Galatians 2 and 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. I'm not even living in my own faith anymore. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's life. And that gives witness that he's alive. I shared that quote. I started talking about influence with people. and I shared the quote that I'd scribbled down from the class. I shared the story of the person that where influence had me. It goes for 15 minutes. I finish. I'm done. I sit down. I was the last one. And so it was sort of weird. I had to sit down and the, the guy who led the class had me come back up because I was also the one who had to give the clothing comments for the whole class. I... The Lord is my witness after that class. While I was doing those few minutes, remember, I'm talking about a nine month college course. People began weeping sitting there in that credit union, in that corporate space that we were in. I watched tears start flowing down at least two people's faces. I was talking about 15 minutes about those things from a nine-month course. But what happened, I'll tell you what happened. I purposed somehow by the grace of God, not my own goodness or my own ability, but by the Spirit of the living God that lives in me, to be yielded for a few minutes to what He wanted to say, regardless of how it would be received. And in those few minutes, the living God touched the hearts of living people that he loves and gave himself for. I had one man come up to me. And he said to me, Joel, is it strange that while you were talking about the leadership class, 
I felt God in the room. His words. I said to him, Gabe, I don't think that's strange at all. I believe he is in the room. I tell you that, please understand. I tell you that simply as an example. Your life and my life every day should give witness. That doesn't mean every day I'm going around and grabbing the sick man at the gate beautiful when he's leaping up and walking. Peter and John didn't do that every day. You understand that? That's what we focus on, and we should. We should lay hands on the sick, and they should recover. And we've seen it. We have testimony of it, and we'll see it again, and we'll see it more. But the living God living through us, you know, Acts is only 28 chapters. And if you read the span of time it was across, it wasn't a long, 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 long time. And if you read the different stories in there, there's just a few stories about Peter and John and Paul. We forget they lived longer lives. But we take these highlights of their life and go, man, if God's alive in me, it should be that way in my life every, every, every day. It should be that way every day, but it doesn't mean every day is finding a man at the gate beautiful. But every day your life should give witness that he's alive. Every day. An interaction. Sister Stephanie was telling me about a Bible study she was in yesterday and some of the conversation that was taking place and then how she was listening to the first service today and she was like, oh my goodness. So she reaches out to her friend. Remember what we were talking about yesterday? You got to go try to, she sent her the link to the first service this morning. You got to go listen to this because what was happening? There was lives bearing witness that he's alive. This isn't a collaboration of stories. What's happening? The same spirit lives in us and that living God wants to manifest himself to other people. And how does he do it? Hear me, he's not coming back and wrapping himself in flesh again like he did 2,000 years ago. He's already done that. He's coming to live in you and I, and we become the body of Jesus Christ in the earth. And so our lives must give witness. And so the third question there is the question we must seek to answer. How does the world know he lives? Or another way of saying it, how does my life give witness that he's living through me. He desires to live through us. One other piece of that story that I shared. It was a it was a day later. I went and met with my boss at their office headquarters. And uh, my boss hadn't been there at that uh, event the day before. And I come in and I sit down. And the first thing my boss says, heard about your little speech yesterday. I'm like, huh? She goes, don't act all. I can't remember the word she used. She would always give me a hard time. She's a dear friend. She said, don't act all. I heard about it. The Lord is my witness. I'm sitting there at her desk conversing with her and her phone rings. And in our system, you can see them. If it's an internal call, you can see the name of the person that's calling in, right? Like another extension. So if I were to call one of my coworkers, they would see my name on their phone, knowing that internally in our internal phone system. So I see the name. It happens to be 
um, a lady that uh, heads up marketing department, one of the uh, leads in our marketing department at the credit union. And she had been there the day before. She was the VP of marketing. And so she goes, oh, let me get this. And she answers the phone. But she actually, she doesn't answer. The phone. She hits speaker. And she says, hey, what's she goes, hey. And she's reaching out to her and she starts talking to her. She said, you should have been there yesterday. When Joel spoke to the class, to the group. And so my boss, who's always a little, she's like, looks at me and she says, oh, really? <laughs> Giving me a hard time. She says, Joel's sitting here. She goes, oh. And now why was that to boost my ego? Is that to puff me up and make me what well, could if I let it? But that's not what it was. I know I was like, Lord, why is this happening? And the Lord was letting me to know, I want you to be aware if you'll be obedient to me living in you, I want to manifest myself to people. Quit thinking you have to know how it has to happen. Just be obedient to the direction and the instruction I give you. I'll take care of the rest. I would have never chosen that way. It was so out of my comfort zone. I know some of you don't believe that, but it really was. Some of you think I could talk to anybody. I'm an introvert. I'm better by myself than I am with people. What you witness is simply the living God using a vessel. So stop going, well, if I was like them. No, no, no. It's not trying to be like them. It's trying to be dead to self so he can live through me. Here's something I've learned in 52 years. He's really good at being God. He doesn't need me to be like God. He needs me to die to myself so he can be God through me. And that's what he wants from you and I. Let him live. See, the adversary wants you going, I don't know how to do this. I don't think I can do this. I just don't. You can't. But he can. And if we let him live in us. We repent. We're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. We are filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, the indwelling Spirit of God. He can live through us and manifest Himself through our lives wherever we go. I think I want to read one of the places in Scripture. I am so far from the notes I thought we were going to use, and we maybe you'll get that at a different time. Philippians 3. I'll finish here with this. Philippians 3 and verse number 10. Paul said that I may know him. Speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable to his death. If by any means I might attain to the resurrection of the dead. Notice. 
The Apostle Paul, it was him who wrote the words in Galatians 2.20 that I've quoted twice as well. The Apostle Paul came to the place where he said, I just want to know him. And I want to know him in the power of his resurrection. What do you mean? I want to know the living God. Would you stand with me this morning? Paul said, I'm paraphrasing, but I'm saying the same thing he said here in Philippians 3. I want to know him in the power of his living. I don't want to just, I don't want to just know the beautiful story that he suffered and died for me. I want to know him in the power of his resurrection. I don't want to just know that he resurrected. I want to know him in the power of his resurrection. Again, John 11, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. You understand, you and I are dead in our sin except for the blood of Jesus, and then we become alive in Him. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature or a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We're buried with Christ in baptism, that we also should walk in newness of life. Not our life, His life through us. His life through us. So I pray today that these questions would be embedded in your spirit and in mine. Do you believe he's alive? How do you know he's alive? And how does the world know he lives? Would you talk to the Lord right there where you are today? See, we want to complicate it. We want to complicate it. What we do is we begin to fellowship him. Paul said, I don't want to just know the power of his resurrection. I want to know the fellowship of his suffering. If my suffering brings me to a place to where I no longer have confidence in the flesh and I depend on you, Lord, then so be it. I want to know you the way you want to be known because thereby I believe you'll manifest yourself to others that they would know you. I don't want to gather men to myself. I'm not trying to win people to my personality or charisma. God forbid. But I pray that you, the living God, would live in me. That your resurrection would be made manifest through our lives to the glory of God. That your word would be in our mouth. That when we speak, Lord, it's not us but the Father that speaks. And there comes a witness in the heart of the hearer that they cannot deny. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Lord, I don't want to do the works of man, but I pray the works of the Father that you would be glorified. Lord, work through us. Work through us. Live through us. Manifest yourself through us. 
Show yourself to the world through our life. Let the indwelling Spirit of God that is within us that have been baptized with the Holy Ghost, let the gift of God be stirred up, whereby our lives give witness to your living, whereby our lives give testimony, Lord, to you. In the name of Jesus, I pray, as I walk through my day, let my life give testimony to you. As I interact with others, let my life give testimony to you. Let me be willingly sensitive to your voice. Let me be willingly obedient to your voice, I pray. Come on, talk to the Lord. I feel the beckoning of the Spirit of God on some of your heart. He's wanting to minister and manifest Himself, but He's going to do it through you and through me. Lord, I want a sensitivity to your Spirit that's in me. I want an obedience to your voice that's in me so that you can speak to the person at the restaurant and I wouldn't shy away because I'm concerned about what they think of me, but that I would be obedient to your voice, that there be a witness of your resurrection, that the world know you're alive. In the name of Jesus, I pray, at the coffee shop, at the gas station, at the grocery store, on my job, Lord, wherever my life would take me, wherever the steps would go, that my life would give witness that you're alive, that my words would give witness, that my actions would give witness, that my living would give witness to you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Through us, heal the sick. Through us, set at liberty the captive. Through us, bring encouragement to the downtrodden. Through us, break the bonds of sin. Through us, work and minister and reach, I pray. Through us, O God, reach into these valleys. Through us, O Lord, reach into our families. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Please hear and understand today, this is not just religious rhetoric. It's not just a thought to share. It is the desire of God to work through us. It is the desire of God to live through us. Why doesn't he? If I believe he lives, and I believe he lives in me, the only reason I can come up with that my life would not give witness to his resurrection is because there's more of me living than there is of him living. The Apostle Paul said, I die daily. I die daily. Why? So that he lives. Because here's the deal. I can't live my life and have him live. I have to die to my will so that the will of God is done. And so the only challenge for him to live through me is me living my life. 
This is why Jesus said, if you lose your life for my sake, you'll find it. What does that mean? It means when I die to my will, I really start living. I find out what it is to have true life. There's nothing more fulfilling than being used of God every day. That's life. That's life. Amen. Amen. Let God live through us every day. Every day. In Jesus' name. Can we thank the Lord together right now? I thank you for your death, for your burial, and for your resurrection. But God forbid it stops there. I pray my life gives witness to it. I pray my life gives witness to it. I pray my life gives witness to it. This afternoon as I leave this place, let my life give witness to it. Tomorrow morning when I get up and begin my day and throughout the day, let my life give witness that you are alive. Every day of the week, every interaction, God, where you would choose, I pray my life giving witness. Let my words give witness. Let my attitude give witness. Let my spirit give witness. Let my thoughts give witness to you. In Jesus' name. I say this final thought. Just because someone talks about Jesus all the time doesn't mean their life is giving witness to him. Matter of fact, I'm not saying there's something wrong with talking about Jesus all the time. But sometimes I've witnessed in my 52 years of living. Sometimes I've witnessed people who try to compensate for their life that isn't really lived for him by just talking about Jesus all the time. As though that makes up for their life that isn't really being lived for him. They're trying to do the right thing, but not living the right way. Our life should give witness to the power of his resurrection. Does that difference make sense? That distinction makes sense? I'm not telling you not to talk about Jesus. But your life should give witness. I want my words to match my life. Amen? I want what I say to match how I live. Paul said, if I preach the gospel, but I become a castaway. He's saying, I could tell you all the right stuff, but not live the right way. I want my life to give witness. Let your life give witness. How do you do it? Spend time with Jesus. And what the Father sees in secret, He will reward. God bless you. You're dismissed. Jesus.